How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 78. All three of us are here, Adam, Louie, Josh, and we have things to get to. We have we have actual, tangible send stuff to get to, but the most important item on this bucket list is uh, I'm going to hand this right over to my good friend Josh. And uh, Josh, when we do this this segment, Travel Tips with Josh, we're very used to to uh what where where'd you always go was it punta cana what yeah last summer yeah so that now now as i understand this one is not punta cana not as far as i'm aware didn't look like it no okay go on uh yeah well i went to calgary for approximately i don't know 40 hours like not even 48 hours um, just for the weekend, a friend of mine had free tickets to the Kid Leroy concert, or I should say it's free ticket to Cowboys Music Festival entrance and the person performing at the music stage that night, because Cowboys Music Festival is sort of like a big thing, uh, was the Kid Leroy, who we both really liked. I said, you know what? Free ticket. Flights from Ottawa to Calgary aren't too expensive. So I went, like I said, about 48 hours. But on the other day, we decided to do Stampede so I could at least experience it. Yeah. Um, and I experienced it. That's something I did for sure. We tried really a lot of the foods there. It's kind of like it's kind of like the CNE in Toronto. How there's just random foods that you can try. So one thing we tried and I tweeted about was uh, ketchup and mustard flavored ice cream. Worst decision uh-huh. ever. Uh, it was absolutely terrible. It kind of messed with our like perception of both ice cream and condiments. Thankfully, I'm, I've been able to eat both of those in normal ways since then. I was about but... to say, we should mention that you posted a picture about it on Twitter, and the ketchup one had a singular fry in it, and the mustard one yeah. had a singular pretzel, which is yep. just... And they, yeah. lined, they line, whether you get a cup or a cone, they line it with, like, actual ketchup or mustard. Like, they have oh, it in, like, a sort oh, of a, a bowl God. in there, and they dip the cup, like, the top of the cup or the cone in it. So in um, your Stampede experience, did you see people, like, enjoying these? Or was it, like... Um, not, like actually, it was like, the only wild. stand without a long lineup. So that goes to oh, I wonder why. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, we have so to try it. it. If I can a rating out of 10, what would it be? Like, just, literally just zero. Literally zero. Okay. We yeah. had two yeah. bites of each one and threw them both out. And they were $12 each. So... absolute waste of money if you're trying to yeah if you're trying to like actually eat something but the amount of people i've told about it this week made the 12 dollars worth it because it was a fun experience then you know i also wasted a ton of money on the uh rigged or or fair games we saw a dog show it was very busy i know the day before they had broken a record for most attendance in one day Uh, the, the following day wasn't quite as busy but it was still very busy it was very fun i would say like if you like that kind of stuff to begin with, it's definitely worth it to go. Personally, I'm not like, oh, I really want to go see the rodeo. But if that's something you're already into, the atmosphere of the of the Stampede is pretty fun. Uh, and then the concert, yeah. Cowboys Music Festival is really cool. And again, like they have a bunch of different st- style of artists. The night we went was sort of more like hip hop, 
and then Diplo came out after, which is he did more of like a DJ EDM rave type thing. Um, but there's a bit of everything. So that's something I would recommend Cowboys Music Festival probably more than Stampede. But I mean, if you're making your way to Calgary, you may as well do both. Overall, 48 hours, solid, solid experience of the city. So in comparison to your past travels to Punta Cana multiple <laughs> times for some reason, would you say this is better or worse than what you experienced in Punta Cana? Okay, well, to answer the, your actual question, I mean, Punta Cana was more enjoyable. We were staying on resorts. That was just two days running around. There was a heat warning. It was, it was very hot. Um, right. But the re you say for some reason. So what happened is last year, I booked a trip with my girlfriend at the time to go to Punta Cana in the first, I think, first week of June. And then before we even went, after I had booked it, my mom goes, all right, family trip is Punta Cana this year. So I was like, I'm not going to say no. But yeah, then in like mid-July, we ended up going back to a different resort but still i think the airport staff were starting to recognize me no but um it, it was fun i don't plan on going again like this year so that's good but i will be gone for the next couple of weeks and when i come back we will have an extended uh, travel tips because i'm visiting a couple countries so that'll also be fun that'll be yeah we will we'll be looking forward to that punta Cana days are over um but yeah stampede that i i do like because you had told me before this, you were like, you you and, and our friend who you were meeting there, you're like, yeah, there's ketchup and mustard ice cream. And I was like, oh, yeah. my, that is outrageous. Like, I thought that was, like, the most outrageous thing I'd ever heard in my life. I am not shocked that it tasted terrible. I feel like if you're trying that, you have to, like, sugar it all the way up. Like, it can't they, actually. They should be selling smaller amounts just so you can try it. Yes. Nobody's yeah, finishing too. the entire thing. That's my thing. But to so, be fair, it worked on you. You, you did. bought it. Like, and you know what? You bought like, the whole thing. It was worth it in the end if you're really that curious. If you really yeah. just want ice cream because it's hot out, do not get that. Get actual ice cream. No. But if you're really curious, you may as well try it. I just wish they had like, you know, like swirl where you, you get chocolate and vanilla on the same. That way we would have saved a bunch of money because we could have just had both. But they didn't That's do that. Right. So. True. Um, they know what they're doing out there in the stand. But yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, the only thing I missed out on, someone sent me a TikTok or, or a video, or whatever. And in the video, there were Dunkaroo mini donuts. Yeah, for some reason, mini donuts are huge at the Stampede. The Dunkaroo mini donuts, and I really wish I got good. to try those, but we didn't find them. So that no. was unfortunate. But there's a lot of when, deep fried when stuff. When was the last time Sorry? you had Dunkaroos? A couple months ago, actually, because. I thought they were completely really? gone. I thought they were out of Canada yeah. completely. And I went to the store and they were selling them individually at the cash. So I just grabbed one and threw it on the thing while I was paying. Damn, I wish I could get some Dunkaroos. Yeah, I, I was go a to the store on the road, man. Guy. Just the oh. one down the road. Yep. What, okay, what's I'm what's doing. around your area? There's like, just go to Billingsbridge. There's a shoppers? Is it, go to Billingsbridge. I go to Billingsbridge. Yeah, but there's not. I haven't seen it. I was shocked. Guaranteed, I was either the week. independent or the Walmart have like individual, or maybe like yeah. in a six pack in like the snack aisle. I'm sure you'll find. Not it. what I've seen. I've, dude. I'm in. If the you snack guys, aisle. if you guys are out of I'm content next there. week, you guys just do a live taste test of Dunkaroos in 2023. I find they don't hit as well as they did when we were kids. But. I mean, okay. Listen, but here's the thing. That is, if go we on, don't, you, you go that is, if we don't do a Dairy Queen churro cone taste test instead yeah. for every <laughs> single Dairy Queen in the area, which we should. Dairy Queen, dude. If you're oh Dairy Queen, please yeah. sponsor. If if you sponsor us, I will. We'll do it. Like we'll go to every Dairy Queen in the Ottawa area, get a churro cone. You guys can do it while I'm gone. 
Yeah, sure. which, yeah, 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 yeah. Screw I still can't you. You have to do every Dairy Queen us. that you find in Europe. Like, yeah, I know. Well, no, so they funny. didn't reply to us. They replied to Jared. Yes, they true. did not reply. To shout us. out Jared. Uh, if, shout out Jared. I know they don't have yeah. Dairy Queen there, but if they have any churro flavored cold treat, I will try it. You got it. Yeah, yeah you got it. And that's yeah. a post. That's a that's a yeah. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely. But I think like for the dunkaroos there was like the vanilla and there was the chocolate dip and the chocolate dip kind of stunk but the vanilla dip was chocolate really everything good. Stink. What... like actual chocolate is good but chocolate flavored things like cake ice cream whatever are terrible wow well that's a bit of a hot i think i will agree with josh in the sense that it's not as good and there's a little yeah, drop like vanilla okay. is better but... if you take chocolate over vanilla to anyone listening or either of you you have to grow up. I think it's de- context dependent mm-hmm. or situation dependent. Yeah, yeah of course. Sure. I know. I'm being very like textual for sure. Yeah, extra. strict about it. But yeah. like ice cream, okay. I'll never be I... like, yeah, I love chocolate ice cream. Anyways, there's this a is usually a sort of like survive. yeah, yeah. This is the type of content we usually have at the end of an episode, but we're just picking right up from where we ended the last yeah. app. <laughs> so I tweeted. Yeah. Someone tweeted. I'm not sure which of you two tweeted it about there being a storm and seeing if we'd make there's it through. Yeah, so Adam tweeted it. And then I quote tweeted it and said, I'll have some travel stories. And you know what? I do, Adam. I drove through Barhaven about five to ten minutes after the tornado hit it. Unknowingly, like, I didn't know that there was a tornado. I had to go to a doctor's appointment. And there were trees everywhere all over the ground on Fallow Field. So you know what? I did have... Do you have any more interesting storm experiences, Adam? I Personally, I don't. I can't say yeah. that I do. But no, it did look really bad. I, Hopefully, it's all done. Yeah, yeah it, it mostly yeah. hit the West End. I know someone went to the hospital, so hopefully, you know, nothing comes of that negatively, but it looked really bad. So, and you know, I, I don't know about yeah, you guys, but I got like four or five Amber alerts. So you kind of yeah, figured got it must've been really little... serious. Yeah. I was watching and then, TV and it would just kept mm-hmm. popping up on the TV. I'm like, I saw this already, but thanks. Like, I, I, I had my work phone in my pocket with me. So I literally got seven or eight Amber alerts. Yeah. In my pocket thing. I was like at work and over the PA system, like, cause I was at work in person today. Cause this was one of my in-person days. And literally the PA system like went off like four or five times saying, by the way, there's a tornado warning. <laughs> like either. I was, <laughs> I was picking up money yeah. for my trip just at the RBC at, I've never been here before, but Carlingwood Mall. I literally had never seen it before anyways. Ooh. It has the very nice Canadian tire. And everyone in the mall's phones were going off at the same time for the emergency alert. It was so loud. Isn't that Canadian tire, like, the biggest Canadian tire? Oh, It's really nice, though. The rest of the mall is really yeah. old. Yeah, that's really fit good. in. But yeah. I had never seen... I've been on Carling before, but I had never been that far down it, I guess. I, I did not recognize it at all. Well, we're learning a lot about Ottawa today. Um, yeah, let's okay. shift into yeah. like Westgate shopping center yeah. discourse now. Like oh, Westgate. Okay, <laughs> mall rankings. Sorry, guys, we're doing mall rankings. The worst mall is Westgate Mall. Never and heard of it's it. It's not particularly. Yeah, that's, this are you counting strip malls? Are you counting what? Strip I don't malls, think so. Like outdoors only. Uh, no, I'd say like like an like an a proper mall, like an like with a food mall. court or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So, but but the 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 the, the food quote-unquote food court at the westgate mall the last time i was there which was probably about two years ago was a very sad closed subway a chinese place that was not like it wasn't a chain it was like its own place and the menu was like taped over and it was like not very it didn't didn't look that's unreal. the, food. That's I, the I, ordered food. I, I ordered a soup it was okay but i was like could have been better 
And then a Tim's. That was the whole food court. It was those three places. One of them was closed. One thing I will give to Westgate, though, is that it has the only service Ontario that is open, not during like nine to five weekday hours. So they're open on Saturday, mm. um, from like nine to one. And once once you get in there, it's great. But like, man, where no, even I is this place? I've literally it. never heard of it. Westgate Mall as on Carling, actually. I think. Yeah. Oh, is it the one between the hospital and Carlingwood? Yeah, I think like you that's get off at like correct. Island Park Drive, I think exit off the highway. Yes. If you're going there from from east, oh it's like no, Kirkwood not area. the same one. Like we're Mar like... Merivale. Oh, Merivale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Merivale and Carling. Mar Dude, I don't know. Is it? I'm going on Google Maps yeah, right I was now. About to say, me yeah, too. it is. It is. It is. I don't know. It how is. I'm on it right now. Yeah, you know what? I've driven by it multiple times, and I will say it looks even worse than Carlingwood. Yeah. It's, it has yeah. Like the, okay, Harvey, so the Harvey is, like, on its own, right? In the same parking lot? Or is this a different place? I think it's a different place. Westgate Mall. Yeah. It is right near. It is between. It's hard for us. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's right, right next, near the... Right next to the highway. Yeah, Mer you're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 okay, so Westgate Mall is last. Then I would put... I know. I okay. We're not actually Billings doing this Bridge, this week. Well, we are. We, we are. are. Billings Bridge is Billings Bridge is bad. It's not a great mall. I'll it's, be boots on the ground weird. at Billings later today. We'll see. We'll see how. how I'm, it is. I'm always at Billings, dude. Let's it's see. Do, you know what? Now that Adam, let's do this on the record. Does <laughs> the, does the Walmart clutch? Does the Walmart at Billings Bridge? Is it like a full one? Like, does it have like a fridge section? Well, yeah, it's it? it's it's full, but I honestly right, count perfect, the Walmart I need to go. as not part of Billings Bridge. Like, right, I count right, that as its enough. own thing. The rest. Yeah, of well, let's just do a, a, ta a number one. Yeah. What's everyone's number one in Ottawa? Because we don't need to go through all of them. Number one mall. Uh, I don't like. I like. I want to say Rideau Center, but I don't think it's Rideau Center. I I I don't like. I was at uh, Bayshore. I was at Bayshore a while ago, and it was fine. I was at Place d'Orleans, but that's way out, that's and it's far. not. I would. I don't know if it's the location. Yeah, Place d'Orleans is really far. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't like the one I always went to. Like growing up, because that's just just the closest one. Is I always went to Saint Laurent, right? But that's not really. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know that I'd put that number one, but to me, that's just my go-to mall. <laughs> like, but it's a solid mall. It's yeah. It's like you get what you need. Yeah, I, and they got the LRT stop now when it works. That's and true. The... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Okay, so let's just say for for argument's sake that the top three in some order is Saint Laurent, Rideau, Bayshore, and, Bayshore, yeah. and Rideau. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That that okay. Let's do a hockey discussion <laughs> because there we that go. was like fifteen minutes. But All I right, hope everybody. Ottawa Senators that. traded Alex to bring it. Yeah, they did. Uh, finally, everyone was kind of waiting for this to happen, and I think the like it had been you know, constantly rumored for, like, a month and, like, the teams that were involved, like, the Islanders were involved a bit, the Ducks were involved, but Detroit was constantly involved. And then there was a report that was, like, actually, they're not going to trade him to Detroit. And then it was, like, actually, never mind, Detroit is, like, the front runner. And it was just very strange to follow. But in the end, the return for Alex Dabrinkit ends up being Dominic Kubelik, a first-round pick, a fourth-round pick, and Donovan Sobrango. And there was a lot of mixed reactions from this on Twitter. I, above the opinion, I tweeted this a lot. I knew th this return was exactly what I expected it to be. And I honestly think you could argue it's a little bit more. Like, I, they, they had, I, I'm of the opinion, 
obviously I don't know exactly what happened behind the scenes. Like I'm not in, I'm not the GM. I think Dorian got handcuffed pretty bad by the Brinkett and his agent. Yeah. It, from what I like, it seemed like he was only willing to get traded to Detroit. And so when you've narrowed it down to that, it's like kind of impossible for you to have any leverage as that GM. Like you can't try to low, like you're, you can only trade with this team. You kind of just got to get what they offer you. Like you can't really negotiate or else you just don't really do anything. And you have a disgruntled player here, which I don't think is what they want. Like that's certainly not what Dorian values in terms of his character guys. Right. Like it's, it's, it's totally all about that. Um, but uh, as far as the return goes, cause it is done now. Um, Kubalik first, fourth, Sabrango, Louie, what are you, uh, what did you think of the return? Yeah, as you said, it's not like he really had much leverage. Um, and originally when the trade happened, I wasn't <laughs> the most ecstatic. Like I, from every single mock trade I had seen, I was basically convinced it was going to be something like Boston's first and like Bergeron or something. Um, which would have been so good. Which I would have taken for sure. Um, yeah. And while I didn't like it at the start, um, I'm I like how Kubalik progressed last year. I know he might not be here that much that long. He's only got one year left at a two point five million dollar deal, but um, I think his passing game took a big step last year. Uh, he's still one of the best. Um, not maybe not one of the best, but towards the top in terms of being a good off buck scoring threat, which is good because we have a lot of uh, playmakers and carriers that could utilize him there. Uh, his breakout got much better. Transition in general. Um, so I think he could be useful in the middle six. Um, it's not Berggren, so it's not going to be an asset that's going to be potentially get even that much better and maybe even be a top six piece in the future. And that's something the Suns should, you know, look to now that the brink is gone. Like, yes, this helps depth, but you're still kind of missing that extra top six guy. And who knows what they plan to do with that, whether that's bringing Greg in, having a more balanced top nine. I don't know. But yeah, value wise, it's kind of hard to demand a ton when the leverage wasn't so great but yeah it, it definitely could have been better it's just the situation wasn't great at all yeah i i i think like the main thing from this i i think getting the first is really good i think that's that was the lower of the two which is yeah. ideal yeah but, but, but like still, I... it's two teams who you know boston it's very hard to project they could finish first again or they could miss the playoffs so it's hard to project Right, we but let's just say the situation, right? Exactly, and Krejci, right? Yeah. That's the top two centers. And but let's just say they just miss the playoffs, and Detroit does too. They could be getting, you know, fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth overall. That's a good pick. That's true. Yeah, and and I th and the Sens, I believe, still have their pick in this draft, so they have two picks. Yeah, now, I and I uh, think they should try and flip, look to flip one of those to acquire someone, whether it's now or at the deadline if they're close. Just the fact yeah. that they have assets that they can use to improve the team is good because it's felt like they haven't really for a bit. You know, they, they haven't yeah, dropped in the first I round also, in a bit. I, I still believe they should keep at, at least one of those picks, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're gonna you're coming off a year where you just ha your first pick was in the fourth round. Like, I, I know the Sens are very, very young and it's very exciting and it's excellent, but you can't just abandon your prospect. Yeah, already after. it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, right? So I think keeping one of those like it's great that they get this first because now they have the wiggle exactly, room to that's what i mean yeah one. you can trade one yeah, and still select top agree. 20 uh so yeah the first is nice what what, what do we think about sabrango because i recognize his name when we when i saw the trade drop i recognized his name because i believe he played for canada at the juniors uh not too long ago 
he played some ECHL games last year. From what I understand, Detroit was very deep in the AHL on defense, so they just couldn't find a spot for him, so he played in the E. What do we think about, like, do, do you guys watch a lot of Donovan Sobrango? Like, did you I know liked anything him. about him? I liked him in his draft year, but I haven't really seen him since, so I can't say yeah. that his development's sort of gone the, the way that you'd hope. Based on the the, like, raw numbers, just the stats... I would oh, say boy, it looks though. like it hasn't gone as well. Yep, extra motivated. But look, I mean, he's young. He is still a prospect. Like for a team that needs prospects really bad, right? At least they have. Yeah. They're, they're adding. They might not be adding to quality, but they're adding to quantity. So whatever. It's still better than if they just got Kubalik in the picks, right? Obviously. Yeah. The thing. Now, yeah, if, if it comes out like, if it comes out in the future, like oh, you know, they could have got a second instead of a fourth in Sobrango, then maybe you know. It's kind of whatever I would say upsetting, but if it was you know just a throw in at the end, then why not? I mean, it's it's a extra guy in the in the AHL, extra potential future, you know, middle pair or third pair guy. Who knows? Yeah, the thing I will say about about it though is that it's another left hand D <laughs> that we add, which yeah. is yeah. it's funny. I don't listen again. I don't mind it. Like again, if you get like I don't I don't know what we would call it, maybe a C tier prospect, a fourth round pick, a first, and then basically what i would call i don't know like your average nhl or almost in kubalik in this situation i don't really mind uh yeah and from what i understand about dominic sobrango from what some of the wings people on twitter have been saying is he's definitely not an offensive guy like you're not gonna get the points but more so the defensive play which is fine, I guess. I guess the Sens could use a couple more of those guys on D. We'll see. I, I think he's going to play in the in Belleville this year for sure. And that defense is not exactly stout down there. There's definitely going to be room for him. Um, and this is, I think, it'll be an interesting developmental year for Sobrango. But uh, overall, I, I really can't be too upset with this trade. Could it have been better? Yes. Could it have been worse? I think it could have been far worse, given the situation. Um... And we'll see, because I think, like Louis said, if Dominic Kubelik is gonna is gonna play in your top six, I think you have to consider it a bit of a fail. But if he's gonna be like a third line player, what and you get another top six guy, I think it's fantastic depth to add. And look, like I'm I I had his page up here on on uh, for his stats. He had a thirty goal season in Chicago the first year he came in the league. Yeah, and since he, then it's dropped off a little bit. He had a be- uh, much better but, year last year than he did the year before. I think 2021-22 was yeah, really tough yeah. for him. Um, in yes. kind of all aspects. And last year he rebounded big time and not in playing not so great minutes. Like he was playing not not very high in the lineup. Not great teammates. Playing and some weirdly tough competition. I would say too. Um, so. Hey, if he can play at most, I'd say a number six. Um, but ideally, he is a third liner with hopefully a playmaker who's strong defensively. Like, I think he would be a great fit with Pinto and Joseph because those are two guys that are strong defensively. Pinto can be a good playmaker and so can Joseph. And Joseph also brings in some four-checking brows, which Kubli kind of lacks in terms of like getting recoveries in the offensive zone. And they could utilize his, uh, his touch for getting open areas off puck. I like the idea if they do that, where they sort of stack the first line like they did last year with Kachuk, Stutzla, Giroux. But because yeah. you know, like the biggest reason to break it wasn't scoring a lot is he wasn't getting one-timers. And Kubalik is the exact same way. Like all of yeah. his goals are on one-timers. That's really what he excels at. I think 
especially if they manage to go grab Tarasenko or Tatar, or you know they make a trade for a guy like Konechny or Lawton or who knows. Oh, I would like oh. I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind seeing them balance the three lines, and I think Kubalik is a good, at least a good test to play with, um, with Stutzla because you're getting a guy who has a really good shot. I wouldn't play, pair him with Norris because you, you, those are two shooters. Yeah. I don't think they'd go well together. But I think if you split up the top nine so that you have pairs, let's just say they were Stutzla and Kachuk as one of the pairs, um, and then Norris and Batherson, or Norris and Giroux, and then Pinto and the other right winger, then you can kind of move around Kubalik, one of Konechny or whoever they, Tarasenko, whoever they acquire, and who am I missing? Uh, like Greg or Joseph in the top nine, essentially. Then the other would be on the fourth line. Then you have three lines, because obviously their biggest issue is depth scoring. Their first line was great. I mean, they were all point per game, right? They all scored 30 goals. It was one of the best first each. lines in the league. Or sorry, best lines yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was great. Yeah. yeah. So it is great, but, and it's good that even with Debrinket gone, with Norris back, that immediately replaces that, you know, in terms of having a top six guy. So they're not losing the amount of top six players they have. But they added Kubalik, who's a better depth scorer than, say, you know, other guys. Like, Parker Kelly played games on the third line for a while. Dan Gambrell, like, either way, they have better depth than last year. Just hope that, um, you know, they can get another guy and then balance that top nine to have three scoring. Well, lines. okay, so here's, here's my worry about this, is that, the, like, the Senators have $5 million in cap space. They need to sign Shane Pinto. And I would ass- I don't know what that's going to come out to. Let's assume, for argument's sake, well, that they're going to bridge him. Did you see what they said? Was it Delandria that signed for one year, 900K today? Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, it's interesting, because if I'm Shane Pinto, and I'm seeing that next year the cap is going to go up a ton, and probably keep going up each year after that, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you take one year? Unless you don't think you're going to score 20 goals again. Why wouldn't you take a one-year deal... Let's just say, you know, he's going to command more because Delanger scored nine goals. Um, but let's just say you take one times 1.5 or something, because next year you could probably get either a bridge or a longer deal for way more. That still leaves the room to get Tarasenko at three and a half or something. Yeah, I guess. But then you have, like, do you want to be operating at no cap space? For sure, the, why not? At the beginning of the year? Well, I don't know, in case you want to do something Let's else. Let's just like, hope I, the I Leafs think... buy out Matt Murray. Yeah. Because like an extra point yeah. one or 1.2 yeah. million, at least. Do you, and do you really think, like, I don't know, like, I've, uh, there's been a lot of mixed reaction about the Seds possibly getting Tarasenko, like, if he's the right fit. The team I think he is. And... Fair enough. And if you do, but like... Especially would, if it's just you for think one that year. Because... Yeah. yeah, but and do you I... think that in the bidding war right now, like, between... Because I know it's Ottawa, Carolina... And I think there was another team in there that I forget. That's, that's San, Jose. San Jose. Do you think that someone's going to bid more than $3.5 million for Tarasenko? Like, I feel like that's if I'm like Tarasenko, it. though, I think it, it might come, come down more to who he's playing with, but A, the team, and B, the players, as opposed to the amount of money, because he's taking one year to get a longer-term deal next year in a huge free agency class with you know the biggest jump in cap space since before COVID, right? So if Dorian's throwing him a pitch that says, look, we're a team that needs to be making the playoffs. You're a guy who wants to go get a big deal next year. We can try and play you, you know, with Stutzla and Kachuk or something on the first line. That might be more enticing than a million more in San Jose if he's playing with the ghost of Logan Couture and whatever, whoever else is there, right? Yeah. So 
Yeah. I think that, you know, if that's a way to entice the thing, entice him to sign. But then the alternative is something that involves making a trade for a guy with term, like Dorian talked about on his presser. And then that would require probably trading away a guy like Joseph. One really interesting thing, and this is not a rumor at all. I would be curious to hear what you think. I know that in Vancouver, Connor Garland is seen to essentially almost have negative value. So I wonder what right. it would look like a Garland for Joseph swap almost. Vancouver saves some cat space. Ottawa gets some term on a guy who makes two million more. So it's almost like getting a guy for two million, but you're upgrading on that player, a guy who can play in your top six. You know, maybe it requires a pick on Ottawa's side to, you know, add on and make it even, but I think that's something that would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I think if you're trading away Joseph and you're getting Garland, that's fine. And then you play Garland in the top six, I guess. And then Kubelik would come second play line, third I wouldn't line. mind that at all. Like, Yeah, I still... And yeah, with Norris uh, maybe, and Batherson or, or Giroux? I think, yeah, he'd be a great like, fit with Norris, actually. He totally would. Yeah. Or even with Kubelik, if they like balance lines. Yeah, I could see that. That's just an option, right? Or like, you know, maybe Billy, yeah. if you have to make Konechny work, you would have to trade Joseph away. Or I guess Brandstrom, but if they have to trade one of the two, I would rather if be Joseph. If both of them got traded, I, still like Joseph. I would cry so much. Oh my I, would, I would also be upset. But I will say that Joseph plus Brandstrom is essentially Konechny's cap hit, like almost exactly. So, But no, Sad. if they only traded yeah. one guy to make cast space, I would say Joseph because... Like we said, in like the top nine we were trying to do, Joseph might be the 10th forward. You're paying a, the guy who might be on your fourth line $3 million. That's a bit much. Or whatever it is, two and three quarters. So we'll see. But hopefully we, uh... we get some resolve before, before, I don't know, two weeks from now. Before I come back, we better have Tarasenko on the Senators or Connor Garland or a better top nine. Yeah, you heard, heard it there first. We're, we're going to... We could talk... Because there was... There was a pretty significant senator's development oh, yeah. <laughs> that I think is reminiscent of things that we have seen in years past. <laughs> I thought we were kind of done with. Um, but Chris Stevenson was reporting on this. And essentially, the senators fired assistant general manager Trent Mann. And it was a bit, that, I'd say that was a bit sudden and a bit shocking that he was let go. And very shortly after that news dropped, uh, Chris Stevenson reported that that uh, Trent Mann had actually been banned from the Canadian Tire Center since his brother, Troy Mann, had been fired from the Belleville Senators, which was in, like, February, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of questions for this. I, I, it's, it's quite strange. Like, I think, he, from what I understand, he was allowed to work with the team, but he was not allowed access to his office at the ctc uh and i was just like this whole thing is very very confusing there's got to be a lot more that we don't know but we we'll get into the, the to that part in a sec but do you think that letting go of trent man is ill-advised or do you think that it is warranted i mean like based on his track record Based on whatever you want. So you asked, sorry. So you're asking if letting go of Trent Man, Trent Man is like if we're ha I agree with it. Yeah. 
I would say yes. And I, I tweeted about it yesterday, actually. And I would say, it Josh, looks like a lot you, of people you agree. Sh- you should go ahead with this because uh, I was, to, uh, yeah, we had yeah. Grant McCag in our mentions yesterday. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I will say I gave him a passive aggressive response and he has yet to respond to us. So I'm going to assume he got the hint. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I think a lot of people agreed with what I said. I mean, I didn't get ratioed or anything. It has 95 likes, only 15 replies. Let's go. But um, he didn't. He hasn't really done well. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't really done well. Yeah. Like the Sens have not drafted well in quite a few years, and you almost, you know, everyone's kind of saying like, "Oh, since Pierre Dorian took over as GM, the drafts haven't been good," and that might be part of it. But the drafts were amazing when Pierre Dorian was working in a scouting role, and I'm not saying it was all him. You know, a lot of it had to do with probably Brian Murray being the GM, but. Ever since the year Trent Mann took over for his first full season, they haven't really drafted well. And a lot of people tried to argue that, you know, it's too recent for late round picks to pan out. But everyone knows the Sens prospect pool might, maybe not, but might be bottom five in the league, if not bottom 10 for sure. And that's with, other than this year, having a decent amount of picks to work with. So I just think he's really hindered the depth that the Sens have you know, part of the depth scoring issue is they don't have anyone coming up in the system. They might have Kirk yeah, Shank. If you just had Louis, one guy yeah, on an ELC that was a legitimate third liner. Yeah, right. So like they have Greg. They have Greg, which is great. Um, but, first round pick, though. Yeah. And so that's exactly kind of what I said is right now, because Greg wasn't really a full time NHLer. Right now, since Trent Mann took over in 2017, they've only drafted one re- NHL regular outside the top 10, which is Shane Pinto. And it's not with, you know, they've had the 16th overall pick, I think, 19th, 28th, right? They've taken Lassie Thompson, JBD, of course, Greg, 28. But I just feel like, you know. Well, and you could argue that Lassie Thompson certainly has not panned out. Oh, 100%. JBD Lassie Thompson, hasn't out was Lassie Thompson 2019? Yeah. Yeah, that's a while right? ago. You'd think that a top 20 pick, I think he was top 20. Yeah, he was 19. A top 20 pick. Yeah, who's turning 23 in two months could, you know, if you pay, if you made a good pick, should be in the NHL by now. I'm not saying he should be, you know, top pair D or else you've made a terrible pick, but he has 18 NHL games. And I wouldn't say that in Who those 18 year. games he's shown. Yeah, I wouldn't say that in those 18 games he's shown that he's worthy of being in the league. And on the depth chart right now, I'd probably put him number nine at best on the D depth chart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I think yeah, it, I think it's warranted. Uh, People were saying, "Oh, he's the most respected guy in the sense front office or whatever." It's like you can you can be really well respected. It doesn't mean you're good at your job. I mean, sure, but I, yeah, I think if if Anwar comes in and brings Stios in in some sort of position that lets that allows him to bring in guys to revamp the scouting department, I think that would be really good for the sense future. Yeah, I'm I. It's hard to argue. I think a lot of people kind of had this vision that Trent Mann was like, <clears throat> like really good, <laughs> and and I think that it's kind of been brought to light, like Josh has been saying that it may not be the case. But but essentially, the Senators and another thing that happened is that Anthony LeBlanc also left too. So the Senators currently don't have general a assistant general manager, a president of hockey ops, and a president of business ops. Well, right we have now. one assistant so general I, manager, don't we? We just don't have two anymore. Oh, we, well, we have. Bonus. Yeah. yeah. Is he an AGM? I thought Technically. he was. I think he was. Well, Trent Mann was AGM. But like. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's his actual role then? 
Let's see what it says. Ryan bonus. Maybe associate instead of assistant. Oh, it could be. Or vice versa. Uh, team auto. It's, it's, it's on a lead prospect. assistant. Okay, it does okay, say yeah. so assistant. Assistant, and I'm get yeah. So maybe they should have two AGMs. Two assistants. Uh, he's yeah, also okay. the Belleville Sens AGM. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I think there's a lot more to this. Like, that he wasn't... Like, that's crazy. He wasn't allowed in the rink. Like, he was banned from the rink. That's just quite... Like, it's quite shocking. Like, how do you? How does it even come to that? You literally are... Like, imagine your employer telling you you're working for the company, but you are, like, not allowed to come into the office. Like, you're banned from the office. It's like... But it's please very, keep doing work for us. Yeah, but please keep doing work for us. But it's also, like... So he said he was banned from the CTC. There's a lot of pictures of him... <laughs> at the, at the recent dev camp yeah. with with all the prospects at the ctc so maybe the, they lifted it for a little bit to get the photo op like very very strange but anyway i think there's a lot that we do not know with this that hopefully will come out maybe maybe not um maybe the sends are now on the lookout for a new agm to support ryan bonus and pure dorian but uh we'll see i don't know it's very strange it's this trend man thing but alas it is uh he's done so now that the sends are completely manless both of the mans have been have been sent off in the last like seven months so that's the end of that era um i don't know did, what else do we want to talk about did anything else happen with the sends? We... i do want to shut up because it seems like things are dying off here and we might wrap things up soon oh I don't know. very very quickly. we're running out of yeah. content quite quickly two things very i want quickly. to touch on uh one of them uh so we had cardinalma on was this last oh, yeah. like a couple months ago, I think now. Mm. Yeah. Um, yep. And between Barber Poles season two, the first two episodes are officially up on Watch YouTube. It. I literally got home from work, just got off work, and then started recording this. So I have not had the chance to see it, but I have it on good authority, and I truly believe in Carter that it is going to be amazing. So I'm I watched the fun. first episode. And I watched the first episode this morning. It was awesome. I'm going to watch the second one later today. Uh, it's uh, honestly like I, I messaged him about it, too. I was like, dude, this is friggin unreal. It I me I like mean that like it's something definitely something that you would never expect in junior hockey. And honestly, like it's it's professional quality. Like it's really, yeah. really unbelievable. I would love like I know the Sens do breakaway, which is great. I'd love the Sens to do something like this like a like a documentary of a season uh and i i mean he's he did an unbelievable job i can't wait to watch the rest of it so yeah highly recommend uh between barber pools too i watched the first episode it was great i believe it's what it's two episodes that come out every week for the next couple of weeks i think is the schedule that I he was saying i think so i believe i it's something like either that. way yeah yeah it's on youtube it's on the ottawa 67s youtube page i would strongly strongly recommend watching it even if you're not a huge 67s fan it's it's a pretty cool look uh behind the scenes and as promised a lot of dave cameron in there a lot of dave cameron content in there which okay. i'm sure sense fans will get a kick out of i just yeah. know that i'm gonna cry when i'm gonna watch the last episode 100 percent. yeah oh i would assume God. you are it's yeah. gonna be just take just... a video post it <laughs> yeah live stream there's people who go live on tiktok there's people who go on tiktok when something traumatic happens and instead of just crying it out they like pull out their phone set it up turn on tiktok start recording and then keep crying that's what you should do in the middle of the episode yeah sounds good yeah yeah yeah, yeah be, be an influencer lewis 
Uh, did you guys see that? Man. You know, before we end, did okay, you guys see? We'll so Kubalik is wearing eighty-one, right? Yeah. Do yep. you know? Did you see the post? Who the last senator to wear eighty-one before him was? Ooh, that's a good trivia. Don't tell us. Uh, really? You know no. Oh, I'm not gonna tell you. I'm gonna wait for you to guess it right now. I'm not saving it for trivia. Yes, you know this player. 100%. Uh, 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 Shane Prince. 81. Nope. It was more recent than that. Far more recent. Far more recent than Shane Prince. I don't know. I just like can't believe year Greg took Chris Tierney's number. That is. I know. Yeah, I can't believe they gave McHugh in his number. Yeah. <laughs> and Castelic, Castelic yes. took twelve. Pinto, so yeah. Pinto, I think Pinto just should get be twenty-two, racked. anyways. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, eighty-one. Is he a forward or a defenseman? Um, instead of giving you forward or D, I will give you. It was in 2019-20. Ooh. And this player played sixty-four games that year. Wow. Oh, uh, Ron Hainsey? Yep. Yes, sir. Nice. Ron yeah, Hainsey. Oh, that we was... should have. Dude, if we were recording Wait. with Bosty, we would have gotten it instantly because he has True. his Ron Hainsey shirt. <laughs> this has yeah. to be a glitch, right? You're telling me that in 2019-20, what was the Sens record that year? Very bad. <laughs> was he good yeah. for the Sens? Why? He might have been good relative to the rest of the Sens. They were 25, 34, and 12 with a negative 52 goal differential, and Ron Hainsey was a plus 10. Wow, oh, that team that is shocking <laughs> holy it, crap the, put some respect okay, on all right, all right. eight players eight players had a positive plus minus that year um borvietsky and willannon were each one but we'll yeah, will yeah. play three games nice. norris was plus two three nice. games jace harlick was plus two 11 games bobby ryan plus oh, yeah. three 24 games dylan Demello plus three 49 games that's a legit one yeah and then yeah. the only guys above three were hainsey at plus 10 and pajot at plus 10 Damn. Nice. He was leading the team. Some, we, need, we, need, we need us a Ron Hainsey. Who was Ron Hainsey playing with that year? Like, who was his main partner? All right. Let me find it right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm some I'm Jeopardy music curious. on in the background. Yeah. This was his last uh, year, too, right? Like, he retired right after. I think no, yeah, I meant, like, did. in the editing later. No, nah, I know. That's why I'm saying that's a Louis thing. More um, work. He probably won't do it, but that's okay. No. Almost certainly, especially if we keep just talking little... here, and if I yeah. just keep yeah. Philip, I'm basically just a filibuster, so I don't have to do extra work and can just you know keep this audio. Track just going. cut it. No. Yeah, there were two great. players named Hainsey in the NHL in 2019-20. Apparently, um, really, line mates. My apologies, I'm receiving a spam call, which I receive about ten times a day now. Um, here we go. Once natural statric loads, which it takes a little while, especially for guys like Hainsey who have played a million NHL seasons with a million different teams and players. That's true. His most common line mate was Shabbat, actually. No way. Yeah, oh, 600, no. He played 600 minutes with Shabbat. And his next most wow. common D partner was Branstrom at 200 minutes. So he literally almost only played with Shabbat. In fact, wow. his second most common, yeah, was Branstrom, and number three was Cody Golubov. So that's hilarious. So does, was Shabbat not supposed to be playing with Demello that year? Like, weren't they a pair? Um, it's funny because Shabbat Hainsey had a um, what were the stats? Forty nine percent Corsi, forty nine percent expected goals, 
Hainsey without Shabbat was at 45% in both of those. And Shabbat without Hainsey was at above 53% in both. So like Hainsey was pulling Shabbat <laughs> wow. down. They, so they were getting outplayed, but um, they they were plus five goal differential at 5v5. They got good goaltending and finishing. In the that, wow. And with yeah. Brandstrom, they're at negative you know, two. With Golubuff, he was a plus two. So that brought up his plus minus. Yeah. Call um, Cody Golubuff, with, baby. Oh, Hainsey DeMello, 72% goal four on the ice. Oh, yeah. That's where, oh, that's where the yeah. plus minus came in. Wow. Damn. Bring him back. They, they could use him as like a defensive coach or something, you know? How old is Ron Hainsey now? 48? Something. No, I, don't I, I mean, he played three years ago. So. <laughs> 2019-20 was not that long ago, man. Yeah, that was like yeah, literally was long. three seasons ago. Okay, well, how old do you think? Last thing, how long? How He's old 42. do you think Ron Hainsey is right now? He yeah. just ran 42 in March. That makes sense. Oh, well, that ruins the fun. Man, okay, rest yeah. in peace, Ron Hainsey's career. He's still alive, but like his his hockey career. <laughs> yes, he is still alive, <laughs> man. Okay. Oh, right, before this spirals any further. Yeah, actually, wait, wait, no, one last thing because I want to say two things oh, earlier. I only said okay. one. Last thing. It, this is not long. Uh, this week is our two-year anniversary for Zoopcast, so everybody yes. clap. Let's go. That two years since episode yeah. one, the two-parter. Yep. 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 That Let's you go. were not a part of, Josh. Get wrecked. Yeah. Okay. I was in Toronto. Actually, I remember it like it was yesterday. God. Okay. Well. Th- anyway, uh, thank you everybody for two years. It's been super, super fun. We're having a blast. We're not going anywhere. Um. Zoobcast will be will be kicking around for a while longer. We got some fun stuff planned for the rest of the summer. We're gonna bring back some games, some segments, and uh, and here's to another here's to another great year. So on that note, I'm I'm going to end this episode. I, it's not going any longer than it needs to be. We probably could have ended this. We could end this half an hour after ago. I talked about the stampede. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even okay, before that, we're gonna end it. Well, shut up. Stop. It's over. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for two years. We will see you guys next time. Thank you, everybody. Peace.